Let me tell you about Z-Stack. Um, last two years, if it's taught us anything, it, it is it should teach you that you are responsible for your health. You can't rely on the government. You can't rely on Big Pharma or anybody else to protect you and your family. Um, that's been a huge mistake. And when they say, oh, you can't treat something, that, that's, that's absolutely unreasonable. I want to tell you about Z-Stack. Z-Stack is something that you can do to boost your body's immune system right now. It's a supplement that includes uh, zinc. I think it's quercetin, maybe, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D. Anyway, this all is put together by Dr. Zelenko. He is the guy um, who uh, was working with Trump and was the first guy to say, hey, maybe we should try hydroxychloroquine, et cetera, et cetera. Now more than ever, you need to stay healthy, and this doctor can help you take Z-Stack zstacklife.com slash Beck. Get 5% off now. Use the promo code Beck. zstacklife.com slash Beck. Schweitzer is a dear friend. He is the president of the Government Accountability Institute. He is also a former William J. Casey fellow at the Hoover Institute and Stanford University. Number one New York Times bestselling author whose books have been translated into 11 different languages. He is a guy who the press used to really love. I mean, he takes on both sides and he's doing it again. Why is... Why does it feel like no one will take China on? Why is, why is it that all of these elites are torpedoing us in favor of China? Oh, it's, uh, well, our human rights record. Our human rights? Our human rights record? Uh, yeah, I guess in the 5,000 5, year history of China, there's no human rights abuses in that long, sordid tale. Why? Peter has the answer. It's called Caught Red-Handed. His new book, Red-Handed, outlines the answer to these disturbing questions. He's joining us in 60 seconds. Well, any time that comfort and style can be joined hand in hand, that's when you think, I gotta have me some of that. You know what I mean? Because style is really what I'm all about. I know, Stu, that's what you're all about, right? We've both been known for our style for right. many, many, many years. Many yes, many legendary years. people of style. And our comfort. Our comfort. That's why I'm as heavy as I am, because it provides some padding. Anyway. People call us uh, people of style all the time. POS. They always say, hey, look at those POSs over there. My slippers from Mike Lindell is uh, now combining the two. Comfort 
and style. And the great thing is they, you know, they're made for the road. You can take them out. You, you can embarrass even the most hardcore teenagers with these things. <laughs> they're fantastic. Uh, extra cushioning. You can wear them all day. They're great. They're having an overstock sale right now. Deep discounts on select pillows, towels, sheets, and so much more. And 50% off the My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code BECK. 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. We have Miss Mr. Peter Swiser on the phone with us. Hello, Peter. How are you? Hey, it's great to be on with you. Thanks for having me. Bob. I have been waiting to have this interview, and I know we're doing a, a longer in-depth interview next week and a chalkboard and everything else to show yeah. Uh, yeah. all of the connections to China, and it is, it's disgusting. We are committing suicide, aren't we? Well, our elites are committing suicide, right? It's it's. Uh, I begin the book talking about Vladimir uh, Lenin's prediction about you know the capitalists will sell us the rope by which we'll hang them. Uh, he talked about how the elites uh, were going to be deaf, uh, dumb, and blind in the light of what the Soviets were doing. Of course, the Soviets couldn't afford to do it. They didn't have any money to buy off people in the West. Uh, China does, uh, and what Lenin predicted is absolutely happening. Uh, the American elites, large numbers of them. Uh, are selling out the country for personal profit and because they have this kind of affection for the dictatorial model that that Beijing follows. So that is something that people don't understand. I'm going to get into some of the meat of this, and we're going to start with uh, Joe Biden. But uh, first, I, I think you need to explain, because people will say, why would these capitalists want to be in bed with these guys? What why would they want this to spread even over here? Well, it's a great question. I mean, if you look at China, uh, China is not really a Marxist country, but they're a Leninist country. Uh, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, they have uh, uh, companies, they have corporations, uh, and they have a, a very uh, powerful elite that governs things. So the elite not only is rich, but they also have political power. Uh, in the United States, it's slightly different. It doesn't mean that rich people don't have political power, but it's more broken up. That was the genius of the founders. What you find is with guys like Bill Gates, uh, guys like Elon Musk, uh, I quote them extensively in the book. Um, they actually like the Chinese system. The Chinese system's more efficient. They get things done more effectively. Uh, one guy says, you know, they know how to get things across the finish line. Uh, dictatorship has that example. So when you look at a guy like, you know, Bill Gates or Elon Musk or, you know, some of the big guys on Wall Street that I name, do they really need the money? No. I mean, Bill Gates is worth more than $100 billion. But there's this notion, this sense that, that China knows how to govern and address world problems better than the United States does. That's what I think part of the reason is they get in bed with them because they feel like there's kind of this joint effort in tackling these global right. problems. So, but is this, is, how do they shut their eyes to the atrocities in China? Uh, uh, very simply, uh, they either explain them away or ignore them or believe that there are other bigger problems. Uh, one of the things I talk about in the book is, you know, the issues related to climate change, you know, not getting into the whole debate of yeah, yeah, real, yeah. what causes it. But, um, you know, China has very effectively said 
um, you know, if you bring up human rights, we're not going to cooperate with you on climate change. Um, and that's actually part of a strategy I outline in the book how the origins of the Paris Climate Accord really came from a mm-hmm. Chinese united front group. The point is, is that they turn a blind eye because they feel like there are, quote unquote, bigger problems to tackle, ignoring the fact that the very nature of the Chinese regime is the reason we can't trust them to keep their word. Um, they ignore that. And that's the, the, the calculation that they've made. Uh, we're going to ignore um, the, the internment of the Uyghurs. We're going to ignore human rights violations. We're going to ignore the fact that they covered up uh, uh, the COVID virus, leading to you know, m- you know, millions of additional global deaths because of the conduct. They're going to ignore all that because they feel like President Xi and what China wants is common cause with them on a lot of these issues. And by the way, they can make a lot of money at the same time. So you said that this is the most disturbing work you've ever done, the most disturbing personally uh, to you, and you think it's the most disturbing uh, message uh, to put out. Do you, can you give me um, a bit more on that feeling and why? Sure. You know, Glenn, you and I have known each other for a very long time, uh, and we've talked a lot about corruption. We've talked about insider trading in the stock market by members of Congress. We've talked about Hillary Clinton. We've talked about the Bidens. The uh, Bushes. The, the Bushes, absolutely. Those are all, you know, in, in important um, individual cases. What we're dealing here is, is with an entire class of people. I mean, if you look at the section on Silicon Valley in the book, you know, you've got the, you've got Google, you've got Zuckerberg, you've got Bill Gates, you've got Elon Musk. These are the most powerful people in Silicon Valley, and they they all say the most outrageous things about the Chinese regime. Will you do me all, do me a favor because I think this one story uh, about Zuckerberg meeting President Z with his wife is truly unnerving. Yeah, uh, so Zuckerberg has a long history of kowtowing to Beijing. Uh, Zuckerberg, of course, is uh, married uh, to a woman who's ethnically Chinese. Uh, he meets President Xi at a state dinner that President, then-President Barack Obama is holding in 2015. Zuckerberg, obviously eager to do business in China, ends up doing some deals in China, um, goes up to President Xi at the state dinner with his wife, who is pregnant, uh, and he asks the dictator of China if he would provide a name for his child, a Chinese name. He's, you know, he's going to have a, an American name, but also have a Chinese name. Will you name my child? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, to me, that is really disturbing because, first of all, he's a dictator. He's this oppressive guy. But second of all, this is a very personal thing. This is the naming of your child. And he's asking Xi to do it. And Xi uh, basically says, oh, that's too great a responsibility. Even Xi thinks this is creepy in my mind and says, no, thank you. I'm not going to do it. But there are multiple examples with Zuckerberg. And another one is the head of the Chinese Communist Party propaganda department visits Facebook headquarters, um, and of course Zuckerberg gives him the tour. Uh, then the um, he takes him into his office. Zuckerberg takes him into his executive office, where the propaganda chief sits down, and he notices a familiar book, a 500-page book, sitting on Zuckerberg's desk. It's the collected speeches and statements of China's President Xi, and the propaganda chief picks it up and says, "Oh, this is interesting." And Zuckerberg tells him, oh, yes, I'm reading it and I'm having all the senior executives in my company read this so they can understand socialism with Chinese characteristics. 
What kind of tech executive does that? Um, to me, it's very disturbing, and it's not just pandering. It speaks, I think, to a deeper problem with a lot of these people. It reminds me an awful lot of IBM in the 1930s. Um, we're yeah. talking to Peter Swizer. He is uh, the author of Red Handed. It comes out today. Um, the the real meat uh, is all about China, but the one that will capture a lot of people's attention, of course, not the press at all, is Peter is the guy who broke the story in 2018 of Hunter Biden's massive business deals in China made while Joe Biden was vice president. Um, they said that, oh, well, he didn't really make a lot of money on that, blah, blah, blah. Peter has new details. Peter has the laptop uh, and he has gone through it with a fine tooth comb. It's not the whole book. And that should really disturb you. Um, it is a portion of the book on the Bidens. And he's going to give that to us in 60 seconds. First American financing. Interest rates are going up uh, and they haven't been raised on the bank yet from the Federal Reserve, but the banks are already raising the rates. We're up to about four, I think, percent uh, for many banks. Please, please, I want you to call American Financing today. Let American Financing salary based mortgage consultants walk you through a free mortgage review only takes about 10 minutes. It could save you so much money down the road. There's no pressure, no upfront or hidden fees, no obligations. It's a family-owned company that really only wants what's best for you. They don't work for the banks. I know this because I've worked with them for so long, almost 10 or 15 years now, and uh, we've done business with them. Stu has done business. With, I mean, so many people on the staff, and not because... Oh, they're going to give us a special deal. They don't know who some of these people are in the company that have called. They're just a good group of people that will do you right. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. The book that is coming out today, uh, Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich, Helping China Win, uh, with uh, Peter Swizer. Okay, so Peter, you broke the story in 2018. Nobody paid attention, said it was conspiracy. They said that he didn't really make any money. You now have the goods that not only did he make a lot of money, but his father was directly involved in these business dealings with the highest levels of the Chinese uh, party. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, the, the interesting and I think very troubling evolution of the story. Uh, you know, you and I talked about this when the book came out in 2018. Um, and it was a story of cronyism and corruption and uh, self-dealing by uh, American politician Joe Biden. Um, what we did was take the new material, which are the email collections of a couple of Hunter Biden's business partners, uh, the laptop itself, Secret Service travel records uh, that was released by the U.S. Senate. Uh, and what we really wanted to find out, Glenn, is how did these deals happen in China? How does a guy who's the son of a vice president go to China and line up these deals? No, no, no. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Not just the son of a vice president. 
a an out of control drug user, yeah. a guy who is a very risky bet on any level, get those yeah. meetings. Yes, very, very important point to make. You're exactly right. So we want to know who opened these doors in China. And what we found by going through the emails is that there were basically five deals uh, that the Biden family got. um, And there were a collection of businessmen that opened those doors. And each one of those businessmen has direct ties to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. So, so for example, um, the, the Bohai Harvest deal, BHR that we mm-hmm. talked about, this is the private equity deal. Hunter gets on this board seat. He has no background in finance. One of the guys that made that happen is a Chinese businessman, kind of sketchy guy named Che Fang. Che Fang at that time was business partners with the vice minister of state security in China, a guy named Ma Jian. Ma Jian was in charge of the so-called Number 8 Bureau, and his responsibilities included recruiting foreigners to spy for China. He had additional responsibility for North American intelligence operations. That's the first businessman that is opening a door for Hunter Biden, puts him on the board of this private equity fund. His valuation ownership is around $20 million for basically doing nothing. The second businessman that helps with that deal, and then also sends another $5 million to another one of Hunter Biden's businesses is a guy named Mr. Zhao. Uh, Mr. Zhao at the time was business partners with the daughter of the former minister of state security, which is the guy that runs the entire spy apparatus for China. Um, so you have those deals. Um, and this would be have- like, wait, wait, wait. This would be like getting President Z's son business deals, and they have all been brokered by the head of the FBI, CIA, and NSA. Am I wrong? Correct. That, that's exactly right. Or use a Cold War example. Imagine if we would have tolerated in the Cold War, you know, Harry Truman's daughter, uh, you know, or Eisenhower's kids uh, getting deals with people directly tied to the head of the KGB. I mean, it's unfathomable, but that's exactly where we are. So we trace these deals back, Glenn. It's all sourced in the book. Uh, It's all open source information. But in sum, uh, the Bidens got five deals totaling some $31 million. And every single one of those deals trace back to individuals with links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence. And the part that is important that you touched on at the beginning is This is not just a Hunter Biden story, because the other thing that is revealed by these new email collections is that Hunter Biden was uh, getting money from foreign sources uh, and he was sharing that money with his father. Uh, In fact, there are there are messages where Hunter's complaining to other family members saying, I have to give half my money to pop meaning his dad. And you could say, well, you know, maybe it's just, you know, he's he's on drugs or he's just mad. But that assertion is supported by the emails. And you find that Hunter Biden is paying for repairs and uh, renovations on Joe Biden's property up in Delaware. This is when Joe Biden's Joe Biden is vice president of the United States. He's paying for things like his, his monthly phone bill. I mean, we found tens of thousands of dollars. I'm sure there's a lot more. Um, he is he is effectively subsidizing his father's lifestyle and he's using foreign money to do it. Um, and by the way, that is not legal. 
if you are a politician, you can accept occasional gifts from family members, but family members and their businesses cannot subsidize your lifestyle and pay your bills. But that's precisely what Hunter Biden has been doing for Joe Biden. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's directly linked to these foreign deals that he's making. Um, so we have a, a president who is compromised on almost every front. Um, you know, he says that uh, Joe, uh, that uh, Donald Trump was compromised by Vladimir Putin, except everything that Donald Trump did uh, with Vladimir Putin did not work to Putin's advantage. Um, here, the case is is dramatically the opposite. Um, but we're living in a time now where because of China and because of Biden, the press isn't going to. I mean, this is the most stunning, illegal, clearly un-American activity I have ever seen produced outside of the guy who was actually a spy for the FBI. I remember his name uh, that was arrested during the Reagan administration. It's that kind of level. And no one's going to talk about it. Nothing's going to happen, Peter. Well, here's the thing we have to keep in mind. Uh, We have to keep in mind that the American people um, did not know a lot about this. Remember, in the 2020 election, they suppressed when the New York Post first started running stories about the laptop. I believe, and I think it's the reason, Glenn, you get out of bed in the morning and, 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 and come to work, is the American people cares about these things. And there are enough people in Washington, elected people in Washington, whether they believe in the republic or whether they simply want to uh, keep their jobs. When the American people rise up and raise this as an issue that is important to them, it cannot be ignored. And the important thing to keep in mind is that Joe Biden in his presidency is doing what Beijing wants to do. Now, it's important to keep in mind, you know, people will say, well, you know, Joe Biden, he, he you know, put this diplomatic uh, uh, boycott for the Olympics, or, you know, he criticized them right. for the leaders. One of the things I point out in the book is the Chinese have a concept called big help with a little bad mouth. As long as you're doing the big things to help them, if you say some negative things, they're not worried about it. Holy cow. Peter Weiser, we will talk to you uh, next week. You will be in studio with us. We're going to spend the, the morning with you. And then uh, next week's Wednesday night special, Red Handed, we'll have it all on a chalkboard for you. That's next week. The book is available now. It's a must-own Red Handed by Peter Weiser. The Glenn Beck Program. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Fast and furious, man. Fast and furious. Um, let me tell you one of the things you can do. And I'm, by the way, I'm going to give you some things you can do next. And I'm going to show you some good news in just a second. Um, but one of the things you have to do is you have to teach your children and your grandchildren the things that will help them in the long run. And that is teach them the values and principles and the truth about freedom and the free market and road to serfdom, all of these things. A lot of adults haven't read Road to Serfdom, and it really is important, um, but it's, oh, gosh, it's so boring at times. Anyway, uh, Road to Serfdom uh, is an important thing. You can now teach it to your kids. I mean, your little kids with the Tuttle Twins books. The Tuttle Twins books make it easier for your kids that you're putting down and reading a story to every night all the way to your teenage and young adults. Tuttle Twins books explain all of it. 
and they make it entertaining. Right now, 35% discount off of their books. Please, these are must-own books for every family. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We have been talking a lot about the Great Reset, the relationship between the World Economic Forum, our biggest companies around the world, and our governments. And, and we've been telling you about the public-private partnerships that Joe Biden is going to be in the White House um, talking about today with some of the leaders of the biggest businesses in the country who are all for the Great Reset. This is 21st century fascism. It is fascism, if you will, with a smiley face. You know, we're not going to round you up. We're just going to make sure that you're not going to destabilize everybody else because of what you believe. And if you don't believe in global warming or you're not actively taking steps to make sure that you have your house buttoned up and, you know, extra weather stripped and you've got solar energy, well, you're going to destabilize the rest of us, so we can't take a risk on you. That's fascism. This is 21st century Western, and I think mainly driven by America, American fascism. We've been talking about it, and the public-private partnership, and I want to show you the oldest public-private partnership in America. There is one. And it should be the example to all of us. It is the partnership between the United States government and a group of private banks. It's called the Federal Reserve. And this is the vision for the entire country. The Fed is a private institution. It is owned by private banks, banks probably that you bank with. And they take their marching orders from the government and the government takes their marching orders from the bank. If it wants, it can operate in almost total secrecy. For example, most of the country thinks that the 2008 bailout cost us $5 trillion because that's what they said. The bailouts for the banks cost us $5 trillion. The Fed went all the way to the Supreme Court to try to hide how much they actually spent between 2008 and 2010. In fact, they have to reveal this after two years, but after two years, they went back and had the government seal that information because they said it was just too important uh, and would cause too many problems. So they had those records sealed for 10 years. Well, it's 2022. Guess who has the unsealed documents? Yes, you, tonight at 9 Here's something that you don't, you're not going to like when you find out. The money that they said of, of $5 trillion is a little bit more. A little bit more. $5 trillion and $1,000? Mm. A little bit more. A little more than that? Mm-hmm. So all of the money that they injected into the system still floating around, you don't know the half of it. Believe me, 
this this will this should be in front of every congressperson and every senator. The Federal Reserve should be wiped out for what they have hidden, but they won't because they're with the government. That's why we have to unite on uh, the Great Reset and stand against it because it's coming from the same people. It's coming from the banks. Tonight, what they've injected into the system uh, won't become public until later this year. Uh, However, (laughs) they'll probably cap this one as well. We've run the numbers and it is terrifying. You want to know what's causing inflation? I'll show it to you tonight. Why is it hard for your family to afford anything? It's not just the corporate greed. It is the banking industry and our federal government tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern inflation nation. Why America is hurtling toward economic collapse. Uh, You get $10 off right now. If you sign up at the blaze, go to blaze TV dot com slash Glenn blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save $10. This is important information that you need. Now, let me give you some good news. We have been hammered by little mini fascists all over, and we have been made to feel like we can't do anything. And the executive orders from the White House are a little overwhelming. Everything seems to be out of control. During COVID, governors enacted endless states of emergency, empowering them to behave like kings. This is exactly what Madison predicted ambition ambition has risen up uh, now to counter ambition what is what does that mean that if you keep the states and the fed uh, separate the states will rise up and say uh, no you're not doing that here and it may not just it may only be for bad reasons it may just because i i want my power the states want their power And the states are now rising up against the governors in Washington state, Washington state. The rebalancing of power is a bipartisan movement right now. The state senator, Emily Randall, she's a Democrat. She just introduced a bill that gives state legislatures the authority to terminate a state of emergency declared when they weren't in session. Another bill would give legislatures the ability to end the state of emergency that lasts more than 60 days. In Indiana, they have advanced a bill that makes executive orders obsolete after 180 days, unless the legislature approves extending it. There is also a bipartisan push in New Mexico for a constitutional amendment in New Mexico to limit their emergency declarations to a mere 90 days. The governors of Georgia and New Hampshire are both facing multiple bills posed to limit their power. Even New Jersey will not extend their emergency orders. Since 2021, every state in the union, except for Vermont, South Dakota, and Iowa, have considered bills to clarify executive power. People are waking up, and perhaps these senators and representatives are honestly concerned for liberty. Don't count on it. I think they just don't like sharing power, and that's fine. I'll take it. That's what Madison said. They don't want to be bumped off. They want to make sure that they retain their power. The news is good. 
that these politicians are moving, uh, not just because the people are rising up. When the people actually start rising up, they will move even further. And it is our state and local governments that we have to move. And I know that everything in life is making you feel uh, small and insignificant and you feel beaten up. May I just tell you a story about Fred? When Fred should have been outside playing ball with the boys on his street or, you know, locking eyes with a cute girl in their summer dresses. He had to live inside, inside his house, in the A.C. because he had respiratory flare-ups. I can't even imagine. I mean, it's like every, it's like every uh, one of those uh, Bad News Bear you know, movies where the one kid sick all the time and mom's like, you got to stay inside. He actually uh, did have real problems and they didn't, they didn't know what his life was going to be like. And uh, he came from a really good family. Um, but he was young and the world was big and bullies were everywhere and he was sickly. And instead of being sickly and skinny, he was sickly and fat. And the bullies used to call him Fat Freddy all the time. And uh, fat, fat, fatty, fat, fat, Freddy. And it bothered him. I mean, it made him very, very shy, uh, sensitive. But he learned how to breathe. Things got better and he lost the weight. But his sensitivity because of being called Fat Freddy, uh, went on in his life and actually really changed him. It actually became the bedrock of his legacy. Instead of saying, I'm the fat guy, I'm the guy that, you know, can't accomplish anything because I'm fat and everybody picked on me, he actually turned it into a positive. Actually, I'm getting ahead of myself here for a second. Fat Freddy didn't have a chance to peer into his future and see what was going on. He was a nobody at best. And the well-meaning grown-ups in Fat Freddy's life pretended he didn't care what other kids said. No, just ignore him. Just ignore him. Yeah, you, you, when you're a kid, you can't. I think sometimes we forget what it feels like to be a kid. And yet we are all those kids that are afraid of being called names. As soon as we shake our dust off our once gangly and ever-changing bodies and settle into a more familiar and manageable scape, we let all of our recollections of childhood insecurities slip from our memories. We, we start to go, well, you know, those weren't such bad days. <laughs> they sucked. They seem little now. That's why. Problems are bigger. And they continue to beat us down because they're now bigger. The events of our youth, from first crushes to first failures, they're the biggest things we knew. Those were the things, those are the only things, really. This lonely fat boy from industrialized western Pennsylvania knew. He didn't ignore his naysayers. He couldn't. At boyhood, that cusp between the familiar present and the terrifying future... A wiser and kinder, a kinder adult stepped in. And this adult told him, you know, you're really special. And you make my day great. You make my day special. Fat Freddy hadn't heard that. 
That was all he needed to hear. Despite the chaos of youth sending him into emotional spirals, he could anchor to the fact that he mattered to someone, just one person. Fat Freddy grew up. He shed the fat. He was just Fred. He aged like all of us do. but Somehow it was different. Unlike most adults, he never forgot what it was like to be called Fat Freddy. He never forgot how big the little things are. In 1968, a few things happened. 1968 was the height of the hippies. We were getting ready to go into space. And Fred was in his 40s. As the children of the 1970s were preparing to inherit an America on the other side of extreme change and the swinging 60s drew to a close, America looked forward to a decade marked with liberation, scandal, space travel, hot and cold water, or cold war, and a, a nationwide identity crisis. We didn't know who we were. We were beginning to believe we were Fat Freddy, too. It seemed like the adults had left the building, except for Fred. In 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy were assassinated. The anti-war movement spread across our campuses. The USS Pueblo was captured by the North Koreans. And Fat Freddy launched a brand new show on PBS. Fat Freddy is Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. David Newell, a friend of Fred Rogers, the actor behind uh, Mr. McFeely, the postman, he said, I've often wondered if there, if there hadn't been a Fat Freddy, would there have been a Mr. Rogers? Perhaps not. Sometimes all we have to do to be able to put our life in order is to put into perspective the bad things that have happened to us. And use them and look at them as things that happen to us or are happening to us to teach us something that can change the world. And when you realize that, you will change the world. Stop letting things, circumstances, and certainly politicians and social media keep you down. If Fat Freddy can do it, what's stopping you? Relief Factor. Uh, Jamie wrote in about it, her and her husband's experience with Relief Factor. She said, my husband and I both started using Relief Factor, and we were really surprised by the results. I know, right? Both of us had minor aches and pains, plus I had problems with my knee that just wasn't getting any better. After about two weeks of Relief Factor, we both started seeing just an, an amazing lessening of pain. Even my knee was feeling better. I can tell you that going forward, we will not be without it. Thank you. Thank you. Relief Factor. Listen, if you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. Not a drug, but developed by doctors. And the three-week quick start developed for you is only $19.95. That's a dollar a day, like a trial pack. 
So hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of the people go on month after month to order more because it works for them. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. You'll know in three weeks. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the uh, Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. On Friday's program, I have an exclusive interview uh, live on Friday with Donald Trump. Uh, We are going to talk to him about the Ukraine and Joe Biden and Russia and what all of this means and what should we be doing. Uh, That is Friday, uh, top of hour two an exclusive interview with Donald Trump. That's 10 a.m. Eastern. If you're listening to us live on the podcast, it'll be the top of our two. Donald Trump, Ukraine, and perhaps a little on the Great Reset as well. The economic policies that we're enacting right now. What does he think about it? What should we be doing? Friday on the Glenn Beck Programme.